0: So even as a kid, you know, I knew, you know, when I coach people, I really want them to understand that the most successful people in the world know two things. You're probably aware of those and they know what they want and they, they go get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what you want, it's very hard for you to ever get it. It's very hard for you to be successful in anything at life. Mm-hmm. And I remember that moment on the field when my father kind of gave me that no look past. I thought you were a football coach. No, I'm not. I'm a builder. A man. And I remember thinking I want to be like my dad right then. So Mm. I knew uh, what I wanted at a young age. I wanted to coach, I wanted to be in Mm. front, I wanted to change lives, I wanted to be that authoritative figure that could not manipulate people but motivate them with a persuasive skill set for the
1: good. Well, hello and welcome back to Push To Be More. I'm your host, Matt Edmondson, and we're about to dive into another deep exploration of what truly fuels the journey of life. And today uh, I've got the exciting guest, Todd Saylor from Wired Differently. We're going to be diving into what his unique life experiences are. And there are many. Let me tell you the hurdles he's had to push through and the way he recharges uh, his batteries and his spirit and what steps he's taking to be more now don't forget you can find all of the show notes and the transcript from our conversation on the website push to be more.com and whilst you're there if you haven't done so already make sure you sign up for the email newsletter and each week we will zip all of the show's insights links and goodies direct to your inbox absolutely free very cool Okay, now this episode is proudly powered by Orion Media, the magic behind the scenes that lets entrepreneurs and business leaders like you and me amplify our voices. by hosting our own podcasts. But you might be thinking, why on earth would I wanna start a podcast? Well, let me tell you, uh, my podcast journey has been nothing short of transformational. It's not just about marketing, although marketing is a massive part of it. It's about community, it's about connection and amplification. It's given me a platform to celebrate my customers, my team, my suppliers, and created a ripple of impact far beyond what I could have imagined. But I get it, the technical stuff can feel daunting. Setup, distribution, getting the tech right, understanding the strategy, seems like a lot, doesn't it? And honestly, who wants to get tangled up in production? I definitely do not. And that's where Orion Media steps in. They are the backstage crew that makes sure your show goes flawlessly. You get to do what you love, engaging with incredible people. And Orion Media takes care of all the nitty gritty, you know, like the production and stuff you don't want to do. So if you're wondering whether podcasting is the missing piece in your marketing strategy, it's probably time to have a chat with Orion Media. You can check them out at OrionMedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N Media.com. So that's today's show sponsor. Let's talk about Todd Saylor, the vivacious brain behind Wired Differently and your future favorite coach. Oh yes, with over 30 years of entrepreneurial flair, running 14, 14 of his own businesses, he's on a mission to give you personal, spiritual and profitable goals, a turbo boost. Yes, he's committed to sparking fresh thinking, promising to revolutionize how you see your world and your place in it all the while helping you create your fortune so hold on to your hats folks because todd is gonna be great todd welcome to the show it's great to have you man how are you doing wow man like like, did did we write that or did you
0: write that sadaf wrote that <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it's like great and it even sounded better with your accent i'm like i could just listen to it all day right i'm great i'm great i'm 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 super excited about uh this this privilege to be on your show make sure you tell us that if i said hello and thank you for that beautiful introduction could you send that over to abby for us please we'd like to like
1: to use that yeah sure no problem yeah yeah. uh, it would be a pleasure sir. absolutely it would be a pleasure pleasure. now it's fair to say uh todd um right here at the start you are an accomplished author we were just talking before we hit the record button about your books i have one on my desk Wired differently which i'm almost through which is a great book can highly recommend it ladies and gentlemen you also have a podcast called wired differently or the Wired differently experience which we were talking about and so one of the questions I love to ask people, just to kickstart the conversation, Todd, uh, you've got your podcast. Um, and if you could do, you know, like this, like as an interview show type of thing. If you could have anyone on your podcast, past or present, uh, that's had a big influence on your life, who would be on your guest list and why? Oh, I think uh, I... The, the low-hanging
0: fruit, obviously. If you read my books, you're you're gonna understand that my father has been like, uh, he's 82 now. He, the greatest impact of me, yeah. Uh, he, would, uh, he would have to be? He would have to probably be the first lead in that series of because mm-hmm. he he really formed for me in a lot of ways. He was like the precursor to Wired differently. He was the original Wired differently. Yeah. Right. And uh, he's an amazing man, one of the greatest high school football coaches to ever coach the game. Um, uh, he was a school teacher, um, raised just an amazing, amazing, accomplished man. And we've built this mm. company. One of my organizations is named Tom's Donuts, and and uh, it now happens to be the donut capital of the world. Yes, the entire world, oh, wow. man! It's all <laughs> like Donkey <laughs> Kong. We let it rip, potato chip. I mean, it happened. We became the donut wow. capital of the world. After 53 years, my father started this little donut shop and it and and we rebuilt this thing and uh, we brought Guinness Book in and uh, we set the record for most donuts made and sold in eight hours and all of a sudden, you know, we had a person from the UK just come, I'm I'm in my Florida uh, studio Mm. right now, but I have a studio in Indiana where this donut capital of the world is and we had Mm. Spain, we had UK, we had... Germany and we had France. These people were coming through, thousands of people coming through to experience the Donut Capital World. So, this man has just actually been a juggernaut in my life. And I write about him. And, matter of fact, I'm making a movie about him right now, thetigerinus.com. If you go to the thetigerinus.com, you can actually see a major motion picture that I'm uh, producing oh, about wow. my father. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's about how he taught these men the goal of the distance in this 10 seasons of set this world win streak record of consecutive wins in 1970, 68 to 76. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, is that, is, that, love
1: um, story. is that the one where I, I remember reading from your book, was it your dad that told you to go on a running path and scatter pennies? Uh, <laughs> That's is it. That, is that the story that I'm remembering that is, correctly? You are.
0: That was uh, part of the mindset, the part mm-hmm. of this wire differently thing ultimately you know matt uh, to cut to the chases i thought my father was a football coach and i remember being 12 years old and seeing him in a practice one afternoon and there was no football helmets no footballs 1971 72 and i was just stunned they were rolling in the mud and screaming a guy was supposed to finish a course and they said you can't you you got to finish you got to finish get up you'll die nobody can help you just craziness and ultimately uh Someone helped a man up, and he finished the course. All the players celebrated around him, and they said he lived, he lived, he lived, he lived. And I'm like, "What well, is crazy?" I thought you were a football coach, Dad. And he walked over to me and he says, "Son," he says, "Are you bothered?" And I said, I, "I just, I don't understand what's going on here." He said, "Son, I'm, I'm not a football coach." And I said, "Well, what are you?" He says, uh, "I want you to understand these men in 1970, 71 in America here." they're not going to go home and work in the farm fields after football season. They're not going to go to college. They're not even going to go work in a factory. He said, son, these men are going to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what we realized is that uh, he was fathering the fatherless. He was building men to become men in America because their plight wasn't just to play football. Their plight was to understand their draft number and go to a, a war that nobody really understood. And, yeah and he gave up their lives and some came back and mm-hmm. some didn't you know and so that's the preface of that movie the tiger in us and uh my father uh is the tiger and i, and I want people to understand that there is a tiger in us right you know mm-hmm. we have to get into that mindset we have to get into our soul we have to understand that there is something in our being whether you're a man or a woman that that really wants us to fight for the right thing yeah we, we we're born. God created us to be warriors in a mentality of of, of something. And uh, my father really uh, encouraged that in me through his actions and watching him not only build a football team, build men, and then build the donut. Help me build the donut capital of the world. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so cool that you're doing a movie about it as well. Because you wait till you see the trailer. I dare you not to cry.
1: Okay, talk, well, I, talk, uh, dare you? I don't, I'll I will take the challenge, sir, um, yeah. because you know why would you not? Uh, but I'm I'm really intrigued by the fact that you are doing a a, a motion picture about. That. How did you did you just wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm I'm just going to do a movie about my dad, or was it was it a bit more nuanced than that? No, I mean, so even as a kid,
0: you know, I knew. You know, when I coach people, I really want them to understand that the most successful people in the world know two things. You're probably aware of those, and uh, they know what they want and they they go get it right. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you want, it's very hard for you to ever get it. It's very hard for you to be successful in anything at life. Mm -hmm. And I remember that moment on the field when my father kind of gave me that no look. Past, I thought you were a football coach. No, I'm not. I'm a builder, a man. And I remember thinking, I want to be like my dad right then. So mm. I knew uh, what I wanted at a young age. I wanted to coach. I wanted to be in mm. front. I wanted to change lives. I wanted to be that authoritative figure that could not manipulate people, but motivate them with a persuasive skill set for the good. And so over my life, it 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 festered, if you will. And mm. uh, I took a entrepreneurial mindset lifestyle versus a coaching uh, teacher lifestyle, and accepted the lord when i got married uh to my wife in 1988 she's an amazing woman we're all we're pushing 40 years now together um i love her i love her immensely but at the end of the day uh this story was stuck in my head from the time i was a child because we literally had and i love that you're asking this question because we had people come live with us for the whole last season of this Windstreak record. Uh, the, mm. Steve Gebhardt, uh, he did a lot of stuff with Yoko Ono and John Lennon, and he did the Rolling Stones documentaries, and he did a lot of work, and he he leveraged everything he had to live with our family in a little house for almost a year, filming on 8 millimeter film. If, if they win all these nine games, they break this world record, and he's got mm. a documentary. There's no ESPN, right? There's nothing like that. And so we bring in these New Yorkers and the F words throwing around and marijuana. I mean, it was like like a whole nother world showed up at my house, but it was so intriguing. They're going to make a yeah. movie. Well, as it goes, the documentary never got out. The guy dies, blah, blah, blah. And they have the movie sold and he doesn't sell it to ABC because they want to do a thing called Friday Night Lights. And he wants it to be an Oscar nominated movie. So he passes on it. The team breaks up and we know what Friday Night Lights does. But I start. I keep trying to make this documentary over 20 years, and I always thought it was just, it's it's a movie, right? Mm. And so I'd had my last documentary $20,000 expense to somebody to blah, blah, blah. It didn't work, and we couldn't get all the footage that was found and was taken. And I'm like, no, this is a major motion picker, picture. I'm going to produce it. I've got the money. I'm going to do it, and uh, I'm going to make this movie. Wow. And so – my social media team produced this amazing uh, video at thetigerinus.com. Go to thetigerinus.com. Uh, I got invited to the Super Bowl in February, and I, I uh, spoke to the NFL uh, and uh, some of the players in the NFL in a large arena, and they premiered the movie George Foreman. Uh, I know this is American movies and stuff, but it's, it's a global movie. Mm. And uh, I got to premiere my movie, after the george foreman movie and we got a standing ovation
1: fantastic
0: yeah from the wives and the mothers and uh and the nfl players and so we we've got a great story here a a heartwarming a love story between a son a father uh, a calling of a coach and a father to love and father the fatherless um and where did god fit in all this right and Mm -hmm. so that's where
1: we're going with it so Man, that's I'm, who
0: I want on my podcast, Matt. And you're a close second.
1: <laughs> you know what, Todd? I don't mind being a close second to your father after that story, because frankly, I, I, I should not be anywhere near the top. Um, but no, that's, I mean, that's extraordinary. Uh, what an extraordinary life your dad's uh, My favorite story, can I tell you what my favorite story was about your dad in the book, other than scattering yeah. the pennies on the running track to feed superstition, yeah. which I thought was hysterical. Um was the uh the the I just read it actually the the last night the bit where you decide that you're going to marry Tracy and uh Tracy is uh, you meet at college right and you you ask her out on a date and forgive me if I butcher the story but you ask her out on a date um and she says well I can't because I'm going on a date with somebody else and you're like great I'll see you at Saturday at 8 She calls you back, I don't think you heard what I said, I'm on another date, and you said, great, I'll see you Saturday, eight o'clock, and hang up. She finally calls you back and says, yes, let's go on a date, and she kind of got it. You were persistent, I'll give you that, my friend. Um, You go on a date, and then she has to move away, and you go to your dad for the first time and say, dad, uh, I'm too young to get married, you're like 19, I think. Um, But, Really love this girl, wanna see if it's gonna work out. I need $2,000 so she can stick around for another year. And the the thing that I love, I can picture the scene in my head, your dad walks over to the, we would call it the boot, you call it the trunk of his car, takes out a paper bag full of money, and literally throws it to you and says, all right, let's see what happens. Uh, And I just think it was one of the most heartwarming things that I'd read. I thought it was brilliant.
0: It's the truth. You know, I can't take credit for brilliance, you know, when things line up like that. And I'm just blessed that you read that story and you picked that story. My dad um, uh, was amazing. Matter of fact, when he took me up there, I knew he was going to do something and he pulled the Towel off of it, and he, he pulled a donut bag out. <laughs> <laughs> he had all this cash he did—you know—we didn't have credit cards back then, and everything was cash. And and he never wanted to go to the bank every day, so he'd store all of his. All the cash in the car and the stove. I mean, he hid it in the ceilings of the house. <laughs> you know, the guy was like, you know, one of these days, one of the one of the most critical speeches I ever had from him he was, you gotta follow me, son. I'm like, Dad, I'm like 12 years old. He says, Follow me, I gotta show you something. I said, What's going on? He goes, If I die, I need you to know something, my first and only son. I said, What is it, Dad? I mean, don't die, I don't want to hear me. He goes, Listen, <laughs> push this tile up in the ceiling. I'm like, why, Dad? He goes, he pushed it up and then like this there's piles of money up there. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. I died. and I'm like, all right, dad, I don't, I don't like the pressure here, <laughs> but, but so no, we go off to the car and it was like awful to ask him for money. Cause I was, I paid for everything on my own, you know, and I just mm. he gave me that privilege of working and he, he threw me the money and the quote I've had, I believe the quote in the book. And this is the the, the truth of the matter is, is he pulled the money out and he grabbed two stacks of hundred dollar bills, which was a thousand and a thousand, I, I believe. And he just, Tossed it at me, and as he tossed it at me, he said, "Go get her, Butch."
1: That's go, right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was the go point. get yeah.
0: her. He always called me Butch when when he was when he was fathering me up. He was coaching me up. He was like, "Butch, come here, Butchy boy." You know, like, mm. and, he, and the money was coming at me like in slow motion, Matt. And I was like, "Man, go get her, Butch." So, um you know, it's a beautiful story. And "Get the Girl" is the name of the I, I tell that speech, right, mm. that story, in my keynote on. Uh, many occasions called get the girl and my wife. She didn't want anything to do with me. I mean, I knew she liked me, uh, uh, but she had another guy and he was a basketball player. And I'm like a basketball player. (laughs) You're like, you got, you got a football player calling you. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to show up. She can turn me down to my face. I was going to walk across campus and I was going to be there and we were going to go, uh, side by side, and if he mm-hmm. was there, going to have to pick right. So I don't think she wanted
1: to go through that. No way. Well, you, obviously, your persistence paid off, my friend. It, um, <laughs> Forty it, years. Forty. Yeah, years. yeah. Forty years. It's uh, it's a remarkable journey. Um, now you've uh, obviously along there. Then you say so you you meet your wife. You've built fourteen businesses over the years. One of them, the, the donut thing, which is good. congratulations on being the center of the donut world. And when I'm next in Indiana, I will be stopping by for a donut. There is no doubt. Um, and my, no doubt my my daughter will be with me because she is a big donut fan. Um, what have been some of the big challenges that you faced, Todd, uh, on that journey? You know, some of the big things you've had to overcome. Because I can't imagine uh, it's been all plain sailing.
0: No, you know, I got to tell you, I'm just an emotional guy today. Um, I think the 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 biggest thing was my, my first big company, Paysurf Systems Incorporated, you know that's a 2003 model and if you read the book uh which you have and i appreciate that i don't mean that in a condescending way Mm -hmm. at all if any of you get a chance to read the book you my first organization i walked out Mm -hmm. on a almost a million dollar a year income to start this company called pay surf systems and it was all built on a belief structure that god had called me when i was preaching uh about the truth and i'd realized that this business i had built for someone else the second publicly traded peo uh in america or the world at that point was built on a basis of tax uh, manipulation rules and Mm -hmm. wasn't really built to last and uh, nine years of that and i thought i I just i don't want to live my life that way god called me I was preaching and he said you you got to leave there right on the stage i felt Mm. like you know i'd called myself out because i realized that i was in essence lying to people about the product because i was leaving out certain things that may affect them Uh, so when i left there that week that day i go to my wife again and i said honey i know it's don't you know we're young we got two babies and we got the world at our feet never thought we'd be making this kind of money, but god doesn't want me here I, i uh I need your support. She goes, I can't wait for you to leave that. Wow. And I was fearful that, you know, we'd been poor. We had uh, been bankrupt theoretically twice. um, And here we are finally making it. And and Mm. she's got things that she's never had and access to me that she's never had. Mm. And two little kids. And I'm telling her, this isn't going to, this isn't our future. And so we ended up building Payserve systems in 2003. We left that behind. We took what we knew about that industry and we built the the America, the largest HCM, human capital management company, a software that does HR and payroll in America for a thousand employees or more in the UKG ready space. So we have clients with a thousand employees or more in every state in this country and uh, we have been very 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 successful dominating that space in this software mm-hmm. and uh we named them the company pay because that's what we do and serve as how christ led the church and so that was an awful. you know it's been an awful exp- awfully good awful experience building that losing mm-hmm. money uh employees stealing money um the failures of banks uh canceling us mm-hmm. The the pressure, what it did to our marriage, um, what even now, I think in some regards, uh, America's kind of interesting in this regard, how my children even look at me uh, from a push to be more person, right? Um, You know, you're in an epic battle as a parent. Uh, Do you work hard when they're babies in hopes to have something for them later? yeah or do you take all the time and you can with them when they're young and then scrounge in your 40s to figure Mm. out how you're going to make this work you know i tried to do both i I just wasn't um wired to be able to do both i mean i'm all in or i'm not and Mm. We traveled a lot, and, and being away from the family it, it took its toll. And
1: uh, I just want to help people, right? Mm. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, so the the building of the company, then, um, right. obviously, a lot of ebbs and flows. Uh, yeah, we still it,
0: have that company. It's it's the juggernaut. It's the lead dog in this fourteen entity. Uh, stable that we have right
1: now, Matt. Very sure. <laughs> you, so you, you you build this company and go. Well, one company is not enough. I need another thirteen. Uh, is, is 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 what happens here. Um, so obviously you've you've built these these companies up over time. You're you're still married, to Tracy. Things are still going uh, forty Absolutely. years, uh, which is great. Phenomenal. So how did you? How did you manage family in in? What is a rapidly growing environment with a lot going on?
0: Yeah, well, I think you know when you when you come from uh, a version of poverty. I mean, we all have a version of poverty. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my I came from a middle class family. My father was a high school teacher uh, in this in this day and age where uh, nineteen seventy, I think he was making four thousand dollars a year teaching high school, and they were giving mm-hmm. him seven hundred bucks to be the world's greatest football coach right uh so we did the donut shop in the summers and my father said you know you you have to have a craft you have to uh, be great at one thing and the Mm. the rest will work out and he said you're going to be a great donut maker I said well I'm going to be a professional football player he goes well you're going to be a donut maker first so my craft actually is a donut maker right Mm. and baker. But what I, whether he knew what he was doing or not doing, he was doing, he, he was teaching me how to be an entrepreneur. He's teaching me how mm-hmm. to be a boss, he was teaching me how to be a leader. And I, I choose to believe that's what he was doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I had no choice, but to be an effective leader. I mean, it was, I, I don't, I mean, I, they didn't pour God into me. Um, I started going to campus life or some Christian events when I was in high school. Um, but not until my wife, uh. That my father literally told me to go get her with two thousand dollars did not I actually accept Christ into my heart? Mm. So I think there's a lot going on there, but at the end of the day, I was born to be an entrepreneur. I've never worked for anybody. I don't. The only job I ever had was one uh, W two job, and it was uh, with PepsiCo, and I hated it. Uh, <laughs> but I learned how to. I learned how to run a restaurant, right? I learned mm-hmm. how to run Taco Bell. I learned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just gifted with. I think this idea of being able to transcend people and communication and literally triangulate it with a a, a bottom line. But at the end of the day is it's, it's probably the favorite quote I have in that first book. It's not just the efforts that we make, Matt, but more so the distances that we're willing to go. Yeah. And so I didn't, I wasn't a bad father. I just wasn't a present father all the time. And you know, 30 years later in America, I mean, they're throwing stones at me, right? You know, Mm. uh, that's the type of, you know. um, So I think think God is in it. Um, I know God is in it. I have three great daughters, I have four grandchildren, and I have 14 companies. I've built more than 14 companies. But I Mm. think as you aspire to grow in business in this day and age, I think more than one stream of income is is required yeah i teach people how to build a business a small i'm not grant Cardone. i teach you how to build a small business i teach you how to create a business that will create passive income that if you're not participating in a 401k an roa ira or any type of pension program of any sort of the nature at least when you're done with your small business or small businesses you're going to have passive income in your retirement days or Mm. you have something to sell I teach people how to make companies reoccurring revenue. I passive income is the most effective way to build an organization. Transactional mm. sales are not where the world's going. That's not going to give you that uh, certainty, if you will, of what's going to happen the next day. It's not going to give you that multiple to sell your organization down the road at any real factor of understanding. Um, so uh, that's what I do. That's what we do. And I look to you. You have sold amazing amount of coaching. Uh, prospects, and so I want to commend you on what you're doing. You're a very, very impressive, man.
1: Oh, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think so, but thank you. Um, so the 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 drive then to help other people set up and run their own business. It it, it sounds like you know you're, you saw your dad coaching people. You wanted to be like your dad, and you found this sort of groove where you can coach people, entrepreneurial and, and and sort of in 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 business. I'm curious, Todd. I know that when I'm coaching people is when I feel the most alive in terms of my job. Do you know what I mean? It's, you kind of go, this is just, I, I, I love what I'm doing here." Um, is it the same for you? Not always, no. So when, why not always?
0: <laughs> I, I- yeah, I know. You didn't send me these questions. Uh, I'll, I'm just being honest
1: <laughs> no, because I um, think
0: because I'm still the man in the arena. Right. Mm. You know, I think the thing that makes me very good at coaching is the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm still in the arena. Right. Mm. And so when you're in the arena, the, you know, the kill or the victory or the, the win is that that deal that uh, makes you money or makes your organization money or the sale of an organization Mm. and so and but when i it is i'm alive when i'm with my students don't get me Mm. wrong students you hear this i love you i'm about (laughs) you but you gotta understand man i'm a happy warrior right Mm -hmm. you know i I gotta go out and get my fix Mm -hmm. and that's how i stay fresh for them Mm. i I think you know it's hard to sit back on your laurels in the changing social media world the e-commerce world that we live in everything's moving so damn fast man how can you expect a guy who's 60 years old, like me, to be teaching and preaching off of uh, a drop down mindset in in software practices when that's not how it works anymore, right? Uh, You know, we're not taking out ads in the newspaper anymore. (laughs) You know, I have a whole team that Mm -hmm. runs all of my stuff for my organizations that I've been able to bring into the fulfillment center to sell my books, to sell my shirts, to Mm. do the multiplication, the productions of the social media. It's a big, big team, right? So, you know, no, sometimes I feel like when you're not doing your damn homework, I'm not happy with you. You know, Mm. why are you paying me uh, to to explain these things, to share with you when you show up and you don't have your stuff done? Mm. Honestly, I'm not at the top of my, I'm not feeling happy (laughs) right then because I've got three other students that really need some, Help and they're doing what I'm doing. They're they're, mm-hmm. they're they're getting to Abby and I've got coaches coaching them and and I got a I got a multi I got a million dollar deal laying over here that I can go get done and take care of some problems for something else. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I you're probably not going to hire me now because I'm telling you the truth. But at the end of the day, you want a guy that's on fire for the Lord. You want a guy, a person that's on fire to to win, and you mm-hmm. want a person that's still in the arena to in some degree that's up. In in it and still ready to win it, right? So that's, yeah. that's that's a little bit of that answer. So,
1: no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic.
0: So, is uh, it really? Is it really? Because I felt like yeah. I put you back on your seat and I was going to get in trouble.
1: No, not at all. The the one thing I love is just open and honest conversation, uh, and I love it when people are just genuine and real. It's like, no, clients, you hack me off when you don't do this, and because wow. I think that's that, that's that is fantastic. That's a beautiful thing, and it's you're not painting. Visions with rose tinted glasses that aren't real, which is what social media is all about. It's just all fluff and nonsense, oh, and it's not real God. and it's not true. And it it's, does my head in it, if I'm honest with you.
0: You wait with this place because you and I, we're brothers, man. I'm telling you, it is my tiki hut retreat. I just did a tiki hut, I'm doing my second tiki hut retreat coming in November where we teach entrepreneurs to triangulate their personal, we help them personally, spiritually, and profitably. I did a whole hour on I pulled up Facebook you know, those shorts Yeah. of all the stupid (laughs) things people say on how to make money and Mm. like, and I brought up my, one of my partners, he's an accountant, he's my college roommate, Bob, he's in the story about get the girl, that roommate. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Bob is my, Strategic partner. I have been dating Bob three months longer than my wife. <laughs> and the running joke is, I played football with him, so I showered with him before I even, you know. So anyway, <laughs> I, that's for your podcast, but I love this man, right? And so he's there. He's the one I'm telling uh, Tracy's there. I got to get the girl, and he's like, "Why do you keep going back to the phone?" And as I said, I'm going to go back until she says yes, but. You know, so that's what's going on there, right? You mm-hmm. know, and uh, I, I think it's important.
1: Yeah, it is. No, it's super important. And no, the, the nonsense and the fluff is just.
0: Yeah, it's cut through it because, you know, we end up doing, did a whole show the other day on me versus me. At the end of the day, Matt, you're a coach, you're teaching. And when it comes right down to the, right down to the, Bottom line, when someone's going to do their homework or not do their homework, when someone's got to make a decision, someone's got to actually go sign on the dotted line, you're not signing on someone's papers uh, to get a loan. You're not, you're just, you're, you're trying to do the best you can for them. But at the end of the day, they have to make a decision. It's me versus me. Right. And mm. at that point, our job as a coach is only to be able to coach him up and learning, only to coach him up from a strong mindset, only to give him some direction, maybe to be praying with God for some wisdom in this mm. regard. Right. But we cannot create the switch in the subconscious or the mind to tell the subconscious to make the right sense to sign this for the right reason.
1: Mm. So true.
0: And as a coach, y- we should be spending 70 I don't know what the number, I'm making it up, but a large percent, <laughs> a large percent of our coaching needs to be on their decision making processes. Yeah. And they can't yeah. do that if they don't understand the power of what this I saw something in one of your one of your but uh, the release the hounds. I mean, this this subconscious is, is a real deal. Napoleon Hill and he's an old dude, he talks about a lot of this stuff, and mm. it's real. A lot of smart people, Tony, a lot of them, it's real. God gave us a subconscious, right? He mm-hmm. gave us free will. Now, what we do with the free will, are we going to choose him to drive our free will or not? Mm. God loved us so much, Matt, that he said, I'm going to give Elon Musk, I'm going to give Jeff Bezos, I'm going to give them a super driven subconscious." And I'm going to let them use it to the capacity the world has never seen before. And I'm not going to predicate it on whether they choose me or not. Mm. That's how much God loves us.
1: Well, that's by very uh, definition, free will, isn't it?
0: Yes, that's
1: my definition,
0: brother, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate you saying that. Because at the end of the day, God just really wants us to choose John 3.16. He just really wants us to say, man. I like what you did, I, I, mm. I choose you. I, I want you to be in my subconscious. I want you to help me decide what your will is with my will. Yeah. So com. that's where you're gonna get that, brother.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the new book, uh, Your Will Be Done. Um, so faith is obviously a very important thing for you in terms of your journey. So you, you found faith around the time, it sounds like when you got married. Um, and it's obviously paying a big part in you now. You've written your third book is Your Will Be Done, which is, I mean, you've just given us a wonderful summary of it, haven't you? Is sort of, you know, aligning your subconscious, your desire to do and to to achieve and to be, with the Creator, with God, versus without Him, I suppose. Um, so yeah, faith is. It feels like faith is a very important part of life for you. Would that be a fair reflection?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because my dad introduced me to God. My mom, I think she was raised Catholic, um, but we didn't go to church often. And um, But they would fight on Sundays about going to church, not going to church. Were, mm-hmm. with the kids would be like, Mom, we don't want to go to church. And my dad is like, we don't need to go to church. But on the football field, my dad was very... Faith centered. He's angel centered. He was storied God. I never heard my father growing up say Jesus Christ once, mm. in 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 a good way. <laughs> uh, I I heard I heard him say God. You know, I, my mom would fight to go to church, but we never had. But so it was there, lurking. You know, mm. tugging on me. I felt God always tugging on me. I remember going to church one time, and when I was sixteen years old, and I was having a really rough time, and I don't know what it was. I do know what it was, to be honest with you. And I was at a Methodist church, and I was just so distraught. I just, I'd, I'd done something I wished I wouldn't have done. And, and it was at a Methodist church, and the pastor, they always had this, you know, the, the, the hymnal and the, organ, the, the lesson plan or the organization of or the service. Mm. It always had a spot in there where there was an altar call at the mm. Methodist Church. And there was a place where people would go up there and get down and pray. And so the pastor would always, you know, have the prayer time for that, but he would never announce to come up. You know, it was just not part of the Methodist Church. You know, that is a very, kind of a loosey-goosey um, denomination. But we were there, and I remember reading it, and I was just distraught over the, this thing I did. It was just awful. Uh, that wasn't awful. It just led to some circumstances that could be life-altering. And I remember... Reading that, and I literally, God, I felt God pull me out of that pew. Right,
1: mm.
0: you're right about this. To be honest with you, I pull me out of the pew, and I went up there, and I could remember, I just remember feeling all these people in the church that were supposed to be praying, kind of looking up, like, what, yeah. what's he doing? What's he doing? And I was like the loneliest place ever. And I made my way out of the pew, down the aisle, the red carpet. And I went up there, and the pastor was up there, and he was praying, and I got on my knees and and i prayed i really feel that was the beginning of uh, the true attraction the real calling that whether mm. it was because i was down and out or i would it was some consequences some actions that were going to change the course of my life and, uh, quite possibly and uh i i really i really i really believe that was the beginning so i continue to talk to god i never talked to, to never used jesus as a mediator uh about, i was just reading this morning i believe it was about christ being the mediator and it's funny how mm-hmm. you're bringing me to this point but i just didn't have that in me but i i, I did know god i knew the story and through football uh i would pray we would do the national anthem mm-hmm. uh in wrestling uh is where i first heard matthew 6 9 i didn't know really what it meant our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom mm-hmm. come thy word Done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us lead us not into temptation but deliver us from you with of kingdom power and glory forever that was when i first heard it and i used to i used to recite it before a wrestling match for for strength not mm. knowing really what it meant mm. it's a really great question no one's ever asked me and i really appreciate you asking me but it wasn't until i accepted jesus as my lord and savior and my wife get the girl mm. maybe that's what god had her say yes. I mean, I don't know that she was really that
1: attracted to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, it's interesting you say that because, uh, Todd, I have asked my wife, Sharon. So I met my wife, um, funnily enough, at church, right? So I met my wife at church, and I I remember as soon as I saw her, just thinking, yeah, something's gonna happen here. And it wasn't until 18 months later, and um that just every day for like two weeks, I just randomly bumped into Sharon. I'd not seen her. I'd seen her a little bit here and there, but every day for two weeks, I randomly bumped into her. Some of those instances, I have to be honest with you, a bit like you, I engineered them. Uh, a few, of but only a few. The rest of them were just like, I would see her in the oddest of places where I wasn't expecting to see her. And so it became a bit of a standing joke every day for two weeks. Uh, and I, I just wonder whether God had a hand in that because... Um, we started dating pretty soon after that. And when we, after we were dating, I said to Sharon, I said, did you actually fancy me? Um, you know, had it, had it was there anything there beforehand? And she said, well, there were three groups of men in my head. Uh, so bearing in mind, my, my wife was in a mid 20, I was 25 when we got married, she was 27. So this was, she would have been like 24, 25. So I had three groups of men uh, in my head. Group number one was the men that I thought, yeah, maybe we could, you know, date. So she had a few people in that group. She's never told me who was in that group, but she had a group of men where she... Don't ask. Yeah, I don't want to know. Um, There was a group of men where she was like, I definitely could never, ever date them as long as I lived. And she said, and then there was you. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I was in this third group all by myself. With no sense of identity, I'm still not quite sure how to feel about it. Um, so yeah, I it's think just very you were funny. Great! Wow, well, I, I definitely won in the end, right? So, yeah,
0: uh, there's <laughs> no one that can measure up. To, I mean, you know,
1: yeah. I wish funny.
0: my wife had that story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she just tells the story. Of this guy who just would not stop, uh, would not agree <laughs> to not data. Uh, I think it was great. Right, Todd. Listen, I'm aware of time, and I'm really curious. We're just going to do the. Um, question box so I'm going to flip through the questions you're going to tell me when to stop and wherever that is we're going to okay we're going to go quick so today's question would you prefer a view of a desert or of the sea and why alright so clearly the sea I'm looking at it right Right now I have
0: been blessed I have an acre on the ocean no Uh, I know and I'm looking I'm looking out my home studio I'm looking at my beautiful cruiser yacht and i'm looking at the ocean and you know what if i look i think i might see a dolphin right now so that's an easy that's an easy (laughs) wow that was the easiest question of the whole stinking interview that that
1: (laughs) yeah it is and i'm with you i would definitely prefer water over desert i know some people like to go in the desert they like the wilderness aspect of it there's just something quite divine about water. Um, I just, I, I'm converting, a, I don't have the cruiser boat. I live in England. It's a very different climate. Um, but what I do have is a van, which I'm converting. and putting an office in the back of my van. And there's a spot in Liverpool you can drive down to a certain part of the river and open your back doors. So I can sit and work overlooking the river, uh, no. which, is, uh, which is in progress. So I'm like you. I just need water. Just good to, it's you. just good to see water
0: it is great it does it does have a really healing effect on the brain and I don't know who would like to live in a desert I just don't so
1: <laughs> the better yeah. maybe I just not me not me at all Todd listen I I feel like the conversation is just getting started brother and uh, there's so many more questions I have but I, I, time is against me if people want to reach out if they want to connect with you find out more about you what's the best way to do that where should they go to
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest thing is just go to ToddSailor.com. That's T-O-D-D, Todd. That's Todd with two D's. Sailor, S-A-Y-L-O-R. That's S as in Sam. S-A-Y-L-O-R, ToddSailor.com. Once you're there, you can can, um, get to my company. You can get to my phone number. You can get to me. You can set up an appointment with Abby. Uh, You can buy the book. Your will be done. You can go to my merch page. You can buy all three books you can buy t-shirts um you can buy cups you can buy uh, we've we've got a lot of a little bit of everything wired differently Mm -hmm. the last thing i'd just like to share with you is like wired differently really truly is the gospel and i want to just encourage all of you to understand that to be truly wired differently ultimately one is we're created wired differently um quadrillion neurons in our brain by the time we're three you know it's Mm -hmm. zeros. think about that cocktail for a moment and then some point in our life uh that creation phase that makes us wire differently turns into an actualization phase where i can teach people and matt teaches people how to actually turn this subconscious into a, a super juggernaut of getting the things we want in our life but once we convert that to working for christ and ask christ into our heart the third phase of being wired differently is secured and and that is salvation and uh, to truly be wired differently you need to click all those boxes right and um, I want you to become a misfit of this world I want you to feel like you don't belong Mm. uh, because you don't and uh, I want you to set yourself apart I want you to be truly wired differently I want you to be pushing to be more with Matt I mean he's brilliant he's a wonderful architect of uh, the word and uh, his words and what he's teaching you so thank you for this opportunity i'd love to have you at toddsailor.com and i can't wait to be back on uh, any type of version of anything you're doing in the future matt
1: oh bless you no it's been great it's been uh, it's been wonderful and we will of course link to todd's info in the show notes which you can get along for free at the tra- with the transcript if you've got it winging its way to your inbox because you signed up to the newsletter uh, but todd seriously loved your passion brother loved your honesty loved the conversation um, it's totally refreshing. And, um, I just can't wait to see where the next 10 years of life go for you, man. The sixties are the most productive decade. Uh, yeah. so goodness only knows what's in store and I, uh, I, I can't wait to see what happens, man.
0: Yeah. I got one more year uh, before I got to do that, but thank you very much. Uh, I know I probably pushed the envelope there, but let's get it on. Let's make it fun right let's get it on like donkey kong let it rip
1: potato
0: chip all right i want to see you in the uk one day right
1: yeah well come on over anytime man uh and we'll play donkey kong the game from the 80s i think we're showing our age now just very very slightly uh but there you go (laughs) wonderful well that's a wrap on another invigorating conversation a massive round of applause for todd for joining us today and shedding light on his what can only be described as inspirational journey (laughs) love the stories of your dad as well man that was awesome. Huge thanks again to today's show sponsor, Orion Media. For all you change makers out there, all you misfits contemplating podcasting as your new vehicle of expression and connection. Connect with them at Orionmedia.com, A-U-R-I-O-N Media.com. Com. Remember, keep pushing to be more. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, because we've got some seriously compelling conversations uh, up our sleeve, and we don't want you to miss any of them. And in case no one has told you yet today, let me be the first, dear listener. You are awesome. Yes, you are. Created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. Todd's got to bear it. I've got to bear it. And you have got to bear it as well, now, Push To Be More is produced by Aurea Media. For the transcripts or show notes, swing on by the website, pushtobemore.com. A big kudos to the team that makes this show possible, including the lady we were talking about earlier, Sadaf Bainon, Tanya Hutslack, and also a shout out to Josh Edmondson for our incredible theme music. So that's it from Todd and from me. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an awesome week wherever you are in the world. I'll catch you on the flip side. And until then... Keep pushing. Bye for now.